Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is September 29th, and our reading comes from Philippians chapter 1. Beginning in verse 6, listen to this promise. Paul says, I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I love that promise. You know, you have put your faith in Christ. And what a great promise. It's so reassuring to know God is going to finish what he has started in you. He is the author, the beginner of our faith, but he's also the finisher of our faith. God's going to finish it. I love that. He lives in us. We're his children. He's fully in. He's committed. He's not going to give up on us. He's staying with us, and he's going to finish what he started until Jesus comes back. So between now and Jesus comes back, he's working in us to help us become more and more like his son. So be encouraged. There is more. God is with you. He is for you, and he's going to finish what he started. Verse 7, so it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I just love how Paul is beginning this letter by making sure the church at Philippi understands how much he loves them, his affection for them. And I just want to say to all of you who are listening, many of you, I don't even know you, but I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful that you join me every day, that you're getting in the Word, that you're connecting with Jesus. You're beginning your day with God and growing in your capacity to live in his presence. We are in this together. I'm proud of you and so excited really about what God is doing in your life. Verse 9, he begins to pray for him. Listen to what he prays. He says, first, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. I pray that for you, that your love, that you would understand the depth of God's love for you. His love would grow more and more in your heart and life, that it would heal you, that it would empower you to love God and to love everybody in your life. And I pray that you would have a growing understanding of the gospel. The relationship between those two things is this. When we understand the gospel, the more we understand about who God is and who we are, and all that Christ did, and all that Christ has accomplished on our behalf, then our love for God naturally grows. So I'm praying that your love for God would grow, and your love for each other would grow. But that happens as we learn to receive God's love. So I'm praying that God's love, that you'd be more and more convinced of how much he loves you, and it would heal and transform and empower your life. Then he says this, verse 10, he says, for what I, for what you 
For I want you to understand what really matters so that you will live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ Jesus. How do we live a pure and blameless life? Really by understanding the love of God and and living in a community of love. The truth is most bad behavior, most acting out is either a person who doesn't feel loved and so they're angry and they're lashing out, or a person who doesn't feel loved, and so they're doing something foolish, desperately trying to earn love from someone. So as our love grows, as we understand how much God loves us, and we're in a community surrounded by people that we love and that love us, then we are empowered to live a pure and blameless life. Verse 11, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. So as our love for God grows and we learn to live in his presence, that he's producing his life and character, his righteousness in us. Verse 12, and I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. What I love about that section is that Paul has lost his freedom. He's in prison. He's facing potentially death. And yet in that moment, he just lives with this conviction, this assurance, God is with me in this moment and in this place. And so from prison, he's writing letters to encourage and strengthen churches. And those letters become our New Testament. While he's in prison, he's witnessing and sharing his faith. And he says, man, several people here in in prison have come to Christ and they know my life is a powerful witness to them. And so rather than sitting in prison and just complaining and losing hope, he assumes God's with me in this moment and in this place. How do I join God in what he's trying to do in this moment? And God, you uses him to have a powerful impact, not only there in the moment, but throughout history, because those letters became a big chunk of the New Testament. And the same thing is true for you. Listen, no matter what you're going through, begin trying to see God is present in this moment and in this place. He is there to help you, to build and grow your character and to empower you to be a witness to the people around you, to bring and to represent his kingdom. And then finally, in verse 20, watch what Paul says. And there's a connection here. He says, I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but I'll continue to be bold for Christ as I've been in the past, even though he's in prison for it. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or I die. In other words, I'm living for Jesus. I'm going to keep preaching Jesus. I'm going to keep pointing people to Jesus no matter what the cost even if it costs me my life, even if it costs me my job, even if it costs me a friend, even if it changes how people perceive me or my reputation or whatever, I'm living for Jesus. And then watch, here's a famous verse. He says this, verse 21. 
He says, for to me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. So if I'm alive, I'm living for Jesus. And if I die, I go to be with Jesus, which is even better. Then he says, verse 22, but if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. That is here on earth. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between the two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which is far better for me. But for your sake, it's better if I stay here and continue to live. I just love Paul's perspective, right? Either way, it's Jesus. If I'm here, I'm living for Jesus. And if I die, Boy, that's better. That's a promotion. I'm going to be with Jesus. And the same thing is true for me and you. If I'm alive here on earth, man, I'm living for Jesus. And my responsibility is to try to represent him and my relationships in my world to bring the kingdom, to point people to Jesus, right? And if I die, whether that were because of some kind of persecution or tragically or accidentally, regardless, if I die, it's a promotion. I'm going to be with Jesus, which is far better. This is the hope. This is what makes a Christian untouchable, right? You can leave me alone. If you do, I'm going to live for Jesus and preach Jesus. Or you can come down on me, and if so, even if you took my life, I'm going to be with Jesus. I get a promotion, Man, you've done me a favor, right? Which makes me untouchable, makes you untouchable. I just love Paul's perspective. And what we're going to see throughout the book of Philippians is this is where our joy comes from. The book of Philippians is about discovering the joy of the Lord. And part of the secret to living your life with joy is to recognize, man, when I'm here, I'm living for and with Jesus. Me and Jesus are going through this day, and I'm staying in step with him, and I'm listening to this voice. I'm representing him, and it's an exciting, adventurous way to live. And if I die, praise the Lord, I'm going to be with Jesus, which is far better for me. And when we understand, when we live with that perspective, it gives us an unshakable joy despite our circumstances. So let me pray through this passage and just pray over you today. God, I'm so grateful for that promise we began with in verse 6, that you have begun this work and you will complete it. You have promised to help us become like your son, to transform us into his very image. God, I'm praying for everybody listening. God, help them to understand how much you love them. God, I pray that your love would tear down their defenses heal all their wounds, transform their lives, and empower them to love the people around them so that they can live a righteous life, a life of purity and holiness because they are secure in your love. And God, I pray, Lord, I pray that for all of us, we'd live with this same perspective that even when we suffer, even when we're struggling, that God, you are present with us and you are working in this moment redemptively for our good. And as long as we're alive, we're living for Jesus. And in death, we're going to be with Jesus, which is far better for us. God, I pray that we would live with that assurance and it would begin producing, birthing joy in our heart, a joy that is unshakable. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again. We'll see you tomorrow. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say.